otwtube.com uncensored free speech platform everybody this is the fight for humanity we are live on the wake up radio thank you for joining ah, yes hello welcome hi Charlene. it's a pleasure it's great to be with you i'm so happy to see your face thank you so much for taking the time thank you for being here thank you for your fight for humanity i know you are hitting the pavement we got to get up, stand up. We got to not give up this fight. So we got a lot to talk about here. We have a lot of things to get into and I want to get straight in there. So I just want to welcome everybody. You are all listening to On The Wake Up Radio. This is the Fight for Humanity. I am Jolene Starr, your host. And tonight we have Jamie McIntyre with us. I am so excited uh, to have this conversation all the way down under. So we are going across the seas, across the oceans, on the other side of the world to have this conversation. Sensitive topics, everybody, um, but topics that we need to have conversations about now. We need to be fearless, brave, strong, resilient, and we have to have the belief that change is possible. And so with that, I want to welcome you to our show tonight. Thank you for taking the time to be here. Jamie, you are the creator and founder of the Australian uh, National Review. Sorry about that. And the website is anrnews.com. Um, if anyone has been following your journey, it's been pretty major. You've been really sharing from a space of vulnerability, I think, to put yourself out there and the message out there. And it takes a lot of bravery. And as we were talking about earlier on our call, you know, it's a very different energy where you are, I believe, than where we are. And here we have a little bit of a docile energy happening. So before we get in any further, I just want to ask you um, to just give me a little overview about how it's been playing out by you, because it's a little bit different, I think, than how it's been playing out here. So thank you so much for coming. Let's, let's get into that. Yeah, sure. It is interesting. I mean, I, I think you'll find Australia is still, uh, I mean, they call it the Great Awakening. And, and I guess 2020, I have to say, if people made it through 2020 and haven't figured out that there's a fraud, global fraud and globalist coup going on, then I don't know what the hell is going to wake them up. So on one hand, we can say way too many people are asleep, whether that's in America or Australia. Uh, I don't think, I mean, or, or anywhere in the world, but on the other hand, there's a lot of people that are awake. Um, right. Yeah. So, and what I mean by that is that, I mean, I started speaking out about the whole vaccine fraud in that industry. You know, I wrote a book on that in 2016 with the help of doctors and scientists that, um, because I was the editor of the Australian National Review, we founded that in 2013. Back those days, I was a hopeless pro-vaxxer. I just believed everything the media told us, mainstream media, mm. I believed that they were safe and effective. So I didn't question, right? Like most of us were asleep at the, at the wheel. It was only when, and doctors and scientists started begging through A&R just to, they, they didn't want to 
to go out publicly and state that there's major fraud going on behind the vaccine industry. And this is well before COVID, remember, um, because they would lose their doctor's license, et cetera. But could we please expose it? So once I started doing detailed research, I, I got so angry. I used to live in America. I was, I was in LA at the time. Uh, and, you know, I lived in New York briefly as well. This is back 2016. But I can remember um, being in, in LA, walking through one of the shopping centers and, and reading this information on my phone. I'm like, that's it. I just, that's when, you know, back 2015, I wrote a book, 2016, The Great Vaccine Con, um, which started really highlighting that. And I predicted in that book, many of the things that are happening today would, would occur. Uh, but back then to be a quote, an anti-vaxxer, you know, not that I would necessarily say we're anti-vaxxers, we just oppose uh, yeah. unsafe, uh, ineffective, and in most cases, unnecessary vaccines. I mean, if any medical breakthrough helps humanity, we're, we'd all, of course, support that. Um, so I was so mad I wrote that book. Um, and, of course, you don't win, make friends and, you know, influence too many people. If you, you know, it's not good for your career to speak out against uh, the massive pharmaceutical industry, which has way too much power. But I said back then that they will try, the industry... Uh, back then was, uh, you know, grew in 2005, was only 5 billion a year in vaccine sales up to, uh, you know, a year or two ago was up to about 58 billion in sales. And I said for them to get to 100 billion, they will want, they will introduce mandatory vaccinations and that's what they had planned. Um, mm. And of course, now that was a conspiracy theory five years ago, but now we know that to be true, they are uh, mandatory vaccinations or they say not mandatory, but you won't be able right. to participate soon if you don't have a digital passport um you know you you know you won't be able to you will already tell you can't fly overseas like i tried to go to america uh just a month ago and in australia we're not allowed to leave our country we're prisoners um i was declined can't leave the country um so i wouldn't say it's any better down here i think many americans are awake i mean you're very passionate about your politics and one credit to americans i mean you might be divided um yeah. but Countries are divided between left and right, and you had obviously the Trump phenomenon in America. Um, yeah. So, people, uh, you know, and, and whether you love Trump or not, he certainly gets people engaged in politics. And, uh, and in the past, we could be ignorant about the world, the way the world works. Like we're on social media or on Instagram, we're watching our favorite sport. But who's actually paying attention to what the hell, who's running the world, what the hell is going on, and that no one's going to try and conspire to do a coup and take over the world. I mean, someone could take over the world, which is occurring right now, and no one would even know. Half the people would be, you know, too busy on social media or too busy about their narcissistic life, to be, to be honest. Social media's made people very narcissistic. Um, and they don't realise that men and women before us died in the trenches to, to have the freedom we have today, where a lot of the younger generation are, are blasé. Uh, I mean, the world is heading back towards war, actual yes. war, uh, with China and now, you know, China having much more influence over America with the Biden administration basically bought him. Um, so, but besides that, we're already at war. It's a covert war and also a covert war, you know. So um, I think people, in the past, you could just mind your own patch, Joel, and you could just look after your own business and the world would leave you alone. But now it won't leave you alone. They're going to come after you with a vaccine. You either get vaccinated or they will hunt you down in the near future with the military and they will vaccinate you. So we have to make a choice. Are we going to allow this new great reset, this new one world to terror and order the Bill Gates and class swab with the World Economic Forum 
and the Rockefellers, etc., want to push upon the elite, the criminal elite, I would call them, upon us, or are we going to go, no, go F yourself. This is not the world that we want. We didn't vote for this. Uh, Billy Boy Gates is not even a doctor, doesn't even have a medical degree. He thinks he can run the world. He can think he can dim the sun and it's okay. He thinks he can inject us with his vaccines. I mean, these guys are charlatans, con men, fraud artists, and we're going to comply and wear a mask because these morons tell us to. I mean, it's just a joke, but we're indoctrinated the school to follow orders. And, uh, and most people, that's the challenge. We're too busy following orders when we start to go, no. These people are public servants. They will answer to us. We are, they're not our public masters. And you've had a certain governor in the New York area um, that was very much a dictator during the COVID and is responsible for a large amount of deaths. But I think when most people wake up and realise the BS-19 is a complete and utter fraud, doesn't mean people haven't died, just like they did with the AIDS scam. Gates and Fauci, for the listeners don't know, they cut their teeth on the AIDS scam. Doesn't mean some people didn't die of AIDS, but once again, it was hyped up and scammed into a global pandemic. But what they do is they just expand the definition of what you can die of to counter this AIDS. So the graph will continue to go up like this. Once who deems something as a global pandemic, then all the members of WHO governments around America have to then release billions, of tens of billions, hundreds of billions of dollars to guess who? The World Health Organization, which is pretty much owned and controlled by Bill Gates. And that's why Trump pulled out the US's right. money because and Bill Gates is now the largest private donor and the largest donor by any country. He owns who, whether you like it or not. The president who was his former employee, uh, and you don't pay $400 million a year unless you can bully people around. So they cut their Gates and Fauci learnt the fraud of vaccines through the AIDS scam. So this is why people are trying to figure out in America or around the world. Uh, is this for real? Is it a scam? Well, you're already being scammed hundreds of billions of dollars uh, by who's already taking your government money because they release the money for its vaccine makers, medical research, grants, you know, masks, all this nonsense. Uh, and Gates is now asking for another $301 billion to fight a coronavirus. Despite the fact we've had coronaviruses for decades, uh, they've never been particularly deadly. Uh, even this one, even if it is bio, a bioweapon manufactured out of Wuhan in China, well, that's still speculation. We don't know. That's a conspiracy. Fair chance it might be true. But regardless of that, it's not particularly deadly. Um, you know, in America, the CDC, for your viewers and listeners who don't know, uh, I mean, out of the people they claim that died in America of COVID, uh, the CDC's had to admit only 6% of those actually died of COVID. The rest had two plus comorbidities and most of them were already 80 plus and dying. So the reality is whether we like it or not, yes, COVID has killed some people, but only a fraction of what we've been told. A real pandemic, you don't need to hype and inflate the deaths, okay? I put up a million dollar challenge a year ago and said, any politician in the planet, I, I'll take you on, any media reporter, a million dollars. Prove to me wrong that COVID deaths haven't been inflated. Uh, and then, you know, so they tried this little trick, if you don't know, back in 2010, uh, they tried to hype. So there's a European motion in European Parliament was passed that said the, the, the World Health Organization, the vaccine makers had dangerous levels of influence over the World Health Organization. And in 2010, they tried to hype a normal flu strain out of South America into a global pandemic, but they got busted and got caught out and didn't get away with it. So what Gates and Fauci and these uh, charlatans did is they had the definition of what 
as is deter what, what is a, a global pandemic change to make it easier so when they tried this scam again in 2020, they would get away with it. Just like they did Event 201 two months before, yeah. uh, that simulation exercises, which they do, you know, same as September 11th, simulation exercise. It's a way they get people, because people go, oh, it can't be, it's just conspiracy theory. No way you get all these people to go along with a big lie and do it and, and try and scam the world. They don't. Only very few people know. Everyone else, most of your governors and, and, and many of your politicians think they're doing the right thing. They just follow orders because that's what they've done all their life. And all they're worried about is their political career. So the media can dictate to them, if you step out of line, we'll crucify you. So the media basically runs the governments. And the media, then the question, who owns the media? Uh, well, that's, that's how you'll find out where the answers come from. Gates spends over a billion dollars a year on PR uh, and educating journalists about his vaccine agenda. Gates 20 years ago was not a very popular figure. He's a very famous figure. I wouldn't say he's popular. He's probably the ha most hated person on the planet for very good reason, um, because enough people have woken up to he's a fraudster. He's never a self-made billionaire. He was a fraudster from day one. He's part of the elite. His dad was known as a con man, a snake oil salesman, was friends with the Rockefellers and George Soros when he was younger, uh, started Planned Parenthood, which has killed tens of millions of dollars, uh, uh, t killed tens of millions of babies. Uh, a, a known eugenics. These Major. people, that, yeah, these global elites fret about the world's overpopulated, which once again is a myth. I read this book, The Empty Planet. The world is not overpopulated. The world on its own accord, very good book to read, is going to um, peak, world's population would peak uh, around in 2040, 2050 and automatically take care of itself. So we don't have to believe this myth of that the world is overpopulated because it simply isn't, okay? So we don't need to go around depopulating the planet like Gates and co think they do. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> we knew that would happen. We knew that was yeah. going to happen. <laughs> They're getting excited. They're like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> heard Dad talk about this before. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. 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 So the world, first of all, people have to understand the world is not overpopulated. We do not need to depopulate the planet. Now, the way, remember Hitler, Hitler's, I think, PR person was a guy called Goebbels, I think. So what Goebbels said, the way that you get away with things is you tell a very, you tell the big lie because no one suspects the big lie. Right. People suspect little lies because we're all too white lies. So here's what, if someone hasn't been doing a lot of research and is not up to date on global politics or the only place they take their knowledge from is mainstream media, well, then they had no idea. Because mainstream media is owned by the criminal cabal, uh, that's influenced. So that is a spruker outlet for those who run the world, okay? Um, so anything through mainstream media is a lie. So if people don't have time to do all the research, just watch the news, whatever they're telling you, the exact opposite is likely to be the truth. Makes sense? That's a shortcut. Yeah. They have been lying to us uh, for years about all these things. So, uh, the world is certainly not overpopulated. So the big lie is this, and this is what people don't want to accept, which is understandable. If you're not educated about how the world works and what Gates and them are up to, you don't want to accept that the, the, the big lie is they, they're out to depopulators. The BS19 vaccine is a depopulation tool. And, and because it's a big lie, no, why would they do that? Why would they want to try and eliminate the population? Well, there's many different reasons they might want to, but they don't like us. You know, they don't well, need Well, hold on, us. hold on. So let's stop there for a minute because that is a very huge question that so many people come down to the very end. Because whenever I'm, 
I'm talking like this and I'm doing my thing like this and I'm like fired up and you know, sometimes I'm just like, man, then they're like, but why? But why? Because they have the money, they have the power, they have the land, they have the, they have all that. And what I really think it comes down to is human consciousness, because we are so powerful together. And if we actually were to rise, it would be a completely different world, right? It would be a world that we build. It'd be a world outside of all of the labels, the institutions, the systems, all of that, that create money. I mean, we're literally like just cogs in the wheel of this machine. But I mean, why at the very end, the depopulation, why? When you say there's a couple, many different things, like what does that look like to you? What do you see uh, that as? It's a good question. And I think you've got to understand is that um, we don't necessarily why. They might have a valid reason that the world is going to implode and we're going to starve to death, etc. cetera. Um, but however, uh, what we don't know can hurt us. So we need to find out a lot more. Uh, I doubt it's that. It, I don't think that they're intentional. Like they've just come and said, look, we need to reduce the world's population. Can you volunteer to take this poison jab and kill yourself because your life expectancy by some of the ex-Pfizer scientists and other doctors is that if you take a COVID jab, your life expectancy is three years, okay? Uh, I've just done a million dollar challenge two days ago that I'm betting anyone can challenge me on the planet, particularly politicians, that if you take a COVID jab, your life expectancy would be five to 10 years or less. I'm being conservative, but the, there's doctors and scientists saying three years max. So if anyone takes the COVID jab, and the sad thing about America uh, is over 100 million Americans are already being vaccinated. Uh, just we are so far headed down one of the greatest uh, humanitarian disasters already where probably six, most adverse reactions are not going to hit for six to 12 months. When that's why they're desperate to get everyone vaccinated before then, because once people start getting serious, like there's adverse reactions now, people dropping dead, not now. More, you're 40 times more likely, according to an Israel study, to die of uh, COVID vaccine than you are of COVID. And that's based on the inflated COVID deaths, which is 16.8 times overinflated, according to CDC. So you're probably 700% chance more of dying of a vac COVID vaccine than COVID. COVID's not that particularly deadly. It's, no, it's not even a bad flu season. Now, people say, how can you say that? It's all right for Australians haven't had that many deaths. Uh, well, you know how many people, they say England's really bad. You know how many people under age 65 in England with no other comorbidities have actually died of COVID? Only 350 people. Uh, you know, so unless people are already sick and dying, it's not particularly deadly. Um, so what you've been told in the news, we know is to be true. But why might they want to do this? I don't think their intentions are for good reasons. So yeah. let's... <laughs> You've got to understand this is we're no longer in the industrialization era in the industrialization era which sent off to school uh to you know they needed factory workers okay so school was created uh nine to five get people to follow orders indoctrinate them to make them good little employees not think for themselves but just follow orders okay and then because we're basically slaves uh, we thought we had a democracy where we get to vote for the left or get to vote for the right uh when you're younger go to uni you might vote for left but when you get out and have to start earning money you move more towards the right of politics make sense yeah. So we thought we had a choice. But if you're running the world, you own and control the media and you own and control the government. It's very clever because you're basically, it's like playing a game of Monopoly. And how they rig the world is that through central control banking, uh, they could skim all the money. It's like a game of Monopoly. They're taking a skim. They increase the taxes on everyone, like income taxes in introduced by the bankers. 
not because we need it, because they, they want it. So they've rigged the game, okay? They own most of the wealth on the planet. So it's very easy to manipulate things from behind the scenes. It's very clever. So people don't see that because we grow up in the school and we're taught the way the world is and we believe that. It's not until we get a little to the, I think uh, Iraq war was the first time people started questioning, going, hang on, where's these weapons of mass destruction? Yeah. We went to war. That's or a didn't big they... one. We're a lie. September 11th, I mean, if you really believe the official narrative, you'd believe anything. Uh, obviously, the official narrative is a lie. Uh, the fact that planes can fly into the Twin Towers in New York and, and be uh, you, uh, you know, hijacked and no hijacked scramble the most strongest defence system on the planet, you know, NORAD, and not shoot them down. You try and fly a plane anywhere near the twin, where, where the Twin Towers were in New York uh, today, you wouldn't have a chance. You'd start veering off court. You'd be shot down. A fighter jet would be scrambled in two to five minutes and track your, your ass. Uh, but on September 11th, because once again, they did a simulation exercise the exact same day uh, that those terrorist hijacking planes might fly into the buildings. So NORAD, your American defense system, was confused. That's why they were going, is this real world or exercise? Well, they started to see it on the news, planes crashing into buildings. So they're like, we're doing an exercise. And that's why they couldn't defend America. You see how they do it. Simulation exercise. Um, so why they want to do it is that they no longer need us. Robotics and AI. So they no longer need human slaves. They see us as des destroying the planet. Yes, the force. Yeah, they see us, Klaus Schwab, total nutcase Nazi. They see us as um, <laughs> meat eaters. They want us to eat lab-grown meat. Uh, they fret about overpopulation. Well, it's just because they want any billion of us left. Get rid of six and a half billion, world's population 7.8 billion now. One billion left, not because they want one billion, because they love one billion, they want 900 million slaves and 100 million of the elites. Uh, that's the that's the world that they want. Uh, Boris Johnson, UK Prime Minister, his dad's even wrote a book on depopulation. Prince Philip, who just died, you know, uh, you know, he, some of his quotes were all about he'd love to be reincarnated as a deadly virus uh, to re, to contribute to mankind by de delete, you know, killing so many people to delete the population. That I mean, is so sick. I know it's crazy, crazy. It's so crazy. It's it's crazy talk and. And like, that's the part, Jamie, it's like people can't possibly imagine that because people don't want to believe that humans can be that evil. But if we look throughout history, it's so clear that there's always been a battle between this light and the dark. And there's always been this battle for power. And, you know, I almost like look at this as like, are we living in a modern, is it a modern judgment day? Like, are we each having to like figure out our moral compass? And you say something that's I think, I think very, very profound and important because I see this like if people never learn to say no, there's no way that they're saying no to a tyrannical government. If they never learn in the institutions how to say no, right? You say no to your parents. You never say no to your parents' authority. You say yes, right? You do. So now here we are in this situation and you're being told what to do so you're following the orders. If you question it, it's like speaking out. You know, it's like really going against the grain. It's, it's you got to go underground if you're going to do that, especially here. You know, here it's a, it's a very strange energy. I mean, it's very strange. So I do believe that this depopulation agenda is extremely alarming on the Like for me, it's the, it's the only thing that I think we should all be thinking about. Like we should be really concerned about this. We should be figuring out ways to unite and figure out what to do next. But it's so hard when we're fragmented, when we don't have this kind of support, when people are being deleted, when freedom of speech is not even available. It's not, a po it's not even possible for us to just completely express ourselves. They just annihilate you, you know? So this is another issue, I think. And I, and I, and I think this is probably why 
creating your own news network has been very beneficial, alternate news, you know, finding ways to reach out to the people is incredibly powerful and really needed at this time. Um, you know, why would they want to depopulate us if they can fit most of the world population to the state of Texas with 1000 square feet per person? That's a lot of space. That's a lot of people, right? So that to me is like one of, and then we're going to come into the climate change, which is now called the climate crisis, which is now called, you know, the climate disaster. So we're really moving in this way where people, they're changing the verbiage, they're really like able to get into the people's minds and to create something other than what's really happening. So this is my concern right now. When I say the fight for humanity, I mean, this is it. This is our fight. This is the moment that we have to really open our eyes and see what's happening. But in some ways, it can be very discouraging because you see history repeating itself, you know? So we're in a, we're in a pickle. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a couple of things I would say, first of all, the same people behind the climate change scam are the same people behind the COVID scam. Um, same agenda. You know, climate change wasn't urgent enough. You know, they rolled out Greta Thunberg. They, you know, trying to manipulate us with children and teenagers. Uh, but people are like, yes, things, something's done that up. Yes, it's, see, here's how they get away with it. See, with climate change, people go, ah, oh. see, see, you link it to something part truth. People go, right. Are damaging the environment, so climate change theory must be true. People are dying of COVID, therefore it must, the, the pandemic must be true. Does it make sense? They put part truth in. The fact that we are damaging the environment doesn't mean the theory of global warming is true. Yes, I support, like everyone really does, we're environment, we want to look after the environment. And there's many practical ways. I mean, the biggest issue with the, the, the environment is the overfishing of the oceans. I mean, that, that's a real issue. You know, sea spiracy is a very good doco to watch on that. Um, so there is environmental issues, but global warming is certainly not. It's a theory, uh, never been proven. Al Gore, you know, it, it enriches those people that could, they're, they're crony capitalists. These people are generally communists, crony capitalists, uh, because they can't go out and build a business in the private sector, just like Gates. Gates is not a self-made billionaire. Gates's mummy sat on the board of IBM. And if you know the history of Microsoft, it got its first big gig with a contract with IBM. I mean, this is, this is all deep state uh, elite money. You know, you and I have to go out there and build a business and, and succeed. Yeah. So these, pe these people are fraudsters and they've been fraudsters all their life, okay? Um, trust fund babies, you know? Mm. Don't have a clue how the world works. Uh, Bill Gates is now, so here's how it works. See, there have been the idea of chemtrails, you know, chemtrails was a conspiracy up until recently, conspiracy theory, uh, that people were like, oh, that's just a conspiracy theory. Because the easy way to defend thing is the people that push the conspiracies, like your CNNs, your, your BBCs around the world or in Australia, they, um, if you want to be a conspiracy theorist, just go and watch the daily news every night and then take download your conspiracies they're pushing. So the way they defend against any alternative narrative, oh, everything's a conspiracy theory. And that started when they assassinated JFK, remember? That's where the term the CIA created conspiracy theories to stop people because people knew there was, such, they, there was a hit done on president, former president, and it wasn't adding up. So that's where they, so people, that's how they got away with it for ages because people would just go, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. So that half the people that are asleep would go, oh, yeah, that's just bullshit. But now we're realizing, uh, I mean, how many conspiracy theories have come true in 2020? I mean, pretty much if you want to know what's going to happen, go and find a conspiracy theorist and they're, you know, look at. Jones, look at David Icke. These are sort of being conspiracy theorists or nut jobs, right? Um, but we all owe them uh, an apology uh, because what they're saying 10, 20 years ago is now spot on and happening. 
Um, I mean, even some of my friends still think, you know, here's the interesting thing, and the listeners would know this. The people don't uh, get what's happening because uh, uh, the world's fooled them. That people being told that you have academic degrees that yeah. you're in, but this is not necessarily true. To be intelligent, you have to have common sense and see through bullshit. So, 100%. but have friends, the friends that that's, uh, they're peer reviewed friends, they've got more degrees than brains. So, those of more degrees than brains believe the lie. Why? Because many of us started questioning things at school. How's algebra trigonometry going to help us get where we want in our life? We started questioning school and then we become the rebels, the resistance. And we started uh, wanting to be entrepreneurs and be self-sufficient, not rely on the government. Where the others went off to college and did six years of a medical degree or legal degree, they had to fully buy in the indoctrination and just follow orders to get that piece of paper that one day I'll hopefully get them a job. And then they're never going to be going to speak out even if they're discovering the fraud of the medical industry because they, they yeah. speak out piece of paper so most people don't want to know the truth because their career is, is dependent upon their knowing not accepting the truth but accepting the, the official narrative does it make sense yeah even now, there's so many doctors speaking out and i've had some very skeptical doctors that didn't believe me when i spoke that the vaccine industry is a fraud five years ago but now they're seeing it because they're going they're pushing they're pushing so hard this is not right this is not right that you know they're starting to wake up but then some of them like, well, I speak out, I lose my job. Or if I don't take the jab, you know, I won't have a job. Which is, once again, is all lies and manipulation. They're lying everything to get us to take a goddamn jab. Now, if you don't think that's for depopulation, it's certainly not for public health. The, the yeah. vaccine, COVID vaccine, does not stop COVID, does not stop transmission. doesn't mean ask Fauci. You still have to wear a mask, still can't go back to normal. They promise you'll be able to fly overseas again. Yeah, lie. Um, you know, they, they'll tell you anything to get you to take this deadly poison. And then, if they're so safe and effective, why do they grant immunity to the vaccine makers? So that's the kind of the, the issue that we're dealing with. So they're the same people pushing a one-world agenda, totalitarian government, where I'm suggesting it's, it's a great awakening. The first step to creating change is awareness. So we've had mass awareness, uh, but the people with more degrees, the last ones to figure it out because they're paid their career to figure it out. And so that's why you get a lot of that. But it's not our job to convince people. Simply have conviction. That's what influences people. See, I put out million-dollar challenges. I know what I'm talking about. I know the truth. And I've been consistently predict. I consistently made predictions throughout my whole career. I was one of the earliest people to write a book in the world on Bitcoin and the rise of Bitcoin, as an example. I predicted that to a T. So what happened when Bitcoin eventually did take off? All the billionaires and hedge funds uh, people are begging to to take me for lunch because their analysts didn't pick it up. They missed the greatest investment in human history. How did I pick it up? Same thing this time. They're not picking up the analysts. It's an economic collapse of epic proportions coming that in six to 12 months when adverse reactions kick in, every industry is going to be annihilated. If you remember the movie, The Big Short, Michael Bury, I think it was, the autistic guy that mm. predicted The Big Short and he was trying to tell everyone the US property market is going to crash. No one would listen to him and he made billions from it, right? Imagine that times 10 across every industry. We are talking one of the greatest humanitarian disasters. And in America, it's already too late to stop a massive disaster. About 100 million Americans have already been vaccinated. Those people, and guess what's going to happen? Our frontline workers are going to be dead in three years, many of them, and seriously sick in six to 12 months. So there'll be no one in hospitals demand this massive surge of adverse reactions is coming. You don't have to know anything about the world but to know there's already massive adverse reactions of the COVID jab on a, 
small scale people dying every day and getting sick. It's designed not to really hit you to six, 12 months later. So you can start to figure out what's going to happen in the world. So many people wake up too late. That's the downside of humanity is they realize too late. Every war we've ran into has been based on lies. We figure that out after the event. Do not wait till we're in a totalitarian lockdown society, which is coming, uh, to realize, then try and fight back. We have less than six months to stop this rollout of vaccines because everyone that gets vaccinated, is, I'm sad to say, is pretty much as, as good as dead. Five to 10 years max life expectancy. Doctors and scientists saying three years. It's scary. Just don't take the jab. You know? I mean, it's really scary. Think about it. I mean, the people who've already done that, you know, it's really a, a very alarming thing to feel like you're being, um, you know, led into the, what I, however you want to put it. I mean, there's a million ways to put it, right? But, but it's like cattle in a lot of ways. And we're seeing that right now. It is, it's sad. Um, and I'm sensitive to the people who trust, you know, that really put their faith and their belief in the system when there is nothing to believe about what we're being told. And I think that that's the part um, that's gonna be really, really uh, grave. And, I, and I, I feel very strongly about that because any, uh, you know, humanity is very dear to me, every single human on this planet. I feel very much like it's a personal attack. Yeah, I can get very emotional, I might start crying. You know, it's like, this is like a personal attack on, on, on our humanness and on, on our, our God spark you know, and um, it's, it's really alarming. I wonder though, you know, if there is the possibility, and I don't know what you think about this, but is there the possibility to really stop what's coming? Because it feels very much like we're in, it's almost like now's the time to position yourself for what is coming. It's almost like now's the time to gather your people and to really make a plan and to really figure out how to unplug from this system. And then the question is, where do you go? Then the question is, what do you build? What is, you know, how do you do that? And how do you align in that way? Because, you know, even here in the, in the States here, you know, with buying up of all the farmland, it's going to mm. become very, very difficult to figure out your direction or where it is to be safe. You know, you can't even leave. And this is why the global peace is so tricky because they've locked it all down. So it's not like you can just pick up and go, right? It's like where you are is where you are. So we were born into the places where we live and now we have to figure out how to really like operate where we are. Um, and I think about that a lot because all the times like, okay, I gotta get the land, you know, I gotta get the land, I gotta get the people. We gotta make this space where people can still feel human. And at the same time, it feels very daunting because you're looking around you're like, is anyone going to notice that this is happening or is it just going to be too late? And they're going to wake up and say, holy shit, I woke up this morning and the entire economic system collapsed and people are, are dying. And like, that will be a grave, grave day when that happens. So, you know, are we in that window? You know, this past year, 2020, I felt like it was the time to really position yourself. Now it's the time to take action and to start to make a plan, you know, because it's coming. There are many different layers of this thing. It feels we're in the calm before the storm. You know, we're in this like sort of calm. People are getting excited. They feel safe again. They're going out. They're doing whatever they want to do. But it's not over. You know, there's so many layers to this that are just kind of amping up. And it's a secret. It's like this under, it's an undercurrent is the way I see it. Um, kind of the way the ocean kind of comes in really, you think it's not going to have that undercurrent, then it rips your ass back out to the sea. Like that's the kind of energy that we're going to be working with. Um, so 
when we talk about this, there's a sensitivity in a lot of ways because a very large majority of people have not questioned what has been going on. And they wanted to use that word conspiracy theory to undermine anybody who thought outside the box about what's actually really happening. So what do we do at this point now with the people and the masses of the people who potentially um, start to wake up a little too fast, right? Like now it's a little late. It's like, okay, well, guess what? We got to get chomp chomp, you know? How do we do this? I look at Canada and I think to myself, oh my God, they're really in, in a, a bad state. I mean, they're really in a bad state. So we're starting to open a little, but it's that doesn't even matter at this point. This is so much bigger than that. It's so much bigger than that. Yeah, so, so we've got to look at solutions. So the first solution, as I said, is the great awakening. First step to creating change, and Anthony Robbins is one of, one of my mentors. I know, you know some of you would know him in America. You know, I've known Tony for 30 years. Uh, and, and Tony always talked about the first step to creating change is awareness. Simply by being aware of a problem or knowing the truth is enough to create change. So many of us become aware of the way the world works, and many more will find out in the next coming months about the six satanic cults that run this world, uh, child sex trafficking, adrenochrome, um, you know, we'd like to think, I mean, I was at Anthony Robbins' birthday party a year ago in LA. And uh, before that, I just thought the, the child sex trafficking and adrenochrome was you know, a bit of a conspiracy theory, right? Uh, but Tony was there, Jim Cavalizas, uh, Tim Ballard, some of, some of you know, Operation Underground, these people that go and rescue these children. Uh, and then I had to, you know, come out of my denial, denialism of this such a word because humans love to live in denial because yes. comforting. We love to live in the past because it's comforting. But uh, faced with the reality going, and Tony's talking about this, you know, the child sex trafficking industry is like 50, 60 billion and getting bigger. I think it's the, the whole human sex trafficking industry, $158 billion year industry. That it's no longer a conspiracy theory. This is real. Adrenochrome factories are real. Kids being pulled out of military dumb the tunnels and being in cages and locked away. They've never seen the light of day. This is real. This happens in Australia and America around the world. This is not a conspiracy. The world's about to find that out. Uh, and you know, credit to Trump did a lot to try and you know, end this child sex trafficking. Um, so. Whether people want to wake up to the truth or not, the truth is going to slam them in the face very soon. It's kind of like being on the deck of the Titanic, but we know what's happened to the Titanic. It's an hour or two away from hitting the icebergs. We might all go down the bar and go, guys, listen, this is about to happen. We need to start lowering your lifeboats. We need to try and convince the captain to stop following his orders and change and follow our orders. You know, stop listening to the narrative from the top down. Um, we're going to hit an iceberg. Now, the reality is most people are not going to listen. Um, and we just have to start saving ourselves, start trying to lower on the lifeboats. Yeah. Uh, some people will be smart enough to see what's going on and, and join us, even though they didn't know what's going on. So the reality is most people are going to go down with the ship. See, so I'd rather, I guess, panic my followers now into action than wait till the, the Titanic hits the iceberg when there's going to be mass panic and it's too late to save them. Does it make sense? Yes. So we have to accept there's some things outside of our control. So anything in creating change is what do we control, what don't we? Let go of what we don't control, let's focus on what we do control. We control helping people become more aware. How do you influence others? See, most people, uh, I'm able to influence my family. So my family would not take a COVID jab, even my parents, etc., because I have in influence. Now, but how do I have influence? Because I have conviction. I've done detailed research for years. I have a common sense. And I don't have to predict what's going to happen because we have a playbook that 
they have that we're following. So I'm not even making predictions on this case. I don't need to, right? So I said that on Australian National Review on my show many times. I'm not even predicting this. I know the playbook, the lockstep down book, the SPARS pandemic 25, 28. Uh, if you haven't read that. Now, we know I read that, but hold on. Wait, before you go any further, that piece, the fact that they tell us ahead of time is mind-blowing. They tell us ahead of time. That SPARS pandemic is extremely alarming. That's only four years from now. That's four, four years, years from now. Well, it's not. It's actually now. So what, at 20, 25, 28, bring that to four to 2023. 20, so already halfway through that. And you can see what they're doing. Simulation exercise, because they don't, we, we're able to stand up. So you've got to study history. People don't know the Spanish flu. Conspiracy theory, uh, yes. But it's, the fact is the Spanish flu was not Spanish or not a flu. The, right. It was a failed vaccine experiment on U.S. soldiers in the United States during World War I by guess who? The Rockefeller Foundation. Who is behind what's going on today? The Rockefeller Foundation and Bill Gates is their poster boy. People think Bill Gates is running the show. He's just a lackey. He's a poster boy for these people. The Rockefeller Foundation was behind a vaccine experiment that went wrong and the US soldiers were dropping dead like flies in, the, in uh, Kansas, I think it is, one of the forts in Kansas. They were sent off to World War I in the trenches and spread this. So now people go, yeah, but here's the problem in the world. People don't want to connect the dots. They go, oh, maybe it's just inadvertent. Maybe they're just trying to create a vaccine to make soldiers stronger, you know, whatever. Um, they don't want to go, or maybe they're just out to kill us back then. See, if you study history and you'll realize that the, the Spanish flu uh, and most of the people that died of the Spanish flu, it wasn't a flu. They died of bacterium pneumonia, which was a scientific document co-authored by Fauci not that long ago. I realized that people wearing the mask got bacterium pneumonia and most of them died from that. He's the same guy that's telling you, no, you shouldn't wear a mask. Now you should wear a mask. Now you should wear a double mask. I mean, Fauci's a complete matter moron. And I've ever bumped into him, I would let him know how I feel. Um, but if you guys in America do, let him know how you feel. Like, the guy's a complete matter moron, just like Bill Gates. I mean, these are weak. <laughs> it's the time the world stood up and stopped listening to weak, demasculated men. We need to bring men back in this society. And you have a great a shout out to Candace Owens in America. She's one of the most inspiring Americans that I know of. Um, because she speaks the truth, you know? We need to, men in this world need to man up, you know? Uh, that's why they've been trying to feminize men, you know, to weaken men, because it's easy to take over a, a world where you've got weak, demasculated men. Uh, that's a whole nother ball game, but- uh, That's the, a whole the, other ball game, but I will tell you something, that you are on the man panel, because I've been doing the man panel for a couple of weeks now, and I will tell you, that's one of my first questions, is where are all the men? Um, but we don't have to go there. But I think you're right. And I agree. I agree. I agree. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so what's going to happen is, is what people have to understand is that they will try and coerce, bribe as many people to get vaccinated as possible. They, they have a deadline of less than six months, six to 12 months when adverse reactions are really start hitting when mass amount of people get sick and die. Okay. Um, so, they, they couldn't have it too deadly up front because we'd leak it straight to the vaccine, even though a lot of people are dying every day. Over 5,000 deaths already in America. That's the reported ones, which is about 1% to 10% of reality. Over 60,000 people already vax-injured. They require 24-hour medical care. Even Gates told us that 700,000 people will die or be injured most likely, possibly more. Uh, it's not like they're completely lying about this. What to save us from a man flu that, you know, is less deadly than a typical flu? Uh, I mean, even in New York, people were told all these people died. Most of them didn't even have COVID because you first people say, I know someone died of COVID. I'm like, no, you don't. How do I know that? Because there's no accurate test kit for COVID. The PCR test is a complete fraud. 
Um, so they may have died of COVID, but you wouldn't know. And in New York, all these people were dying. No, they weren't. They were quite, they were put in a hospital and put on ventilators. The ventilators killed them. You know, it's just, it's just Kumo will go down, but he'll be used as an escape goat for the people that push the agenda. And that's what these dumbass politicians don't realise. They're the ones who will take the, the fall. When all these people start dying, Gates and them are going to blame us, the politicians, unintended consequences. We didn't know. Yes, you did. But that's how they get away with it. The point being is that people think it's inadvertent. So our politicians go, oh, it just inadvertently happens. They're inadvertently they to rush out this plan of the Great Reset under COVID conditions. So there's already planned. They don't want to accept that it's a pandemic because accept the pandemic is accept the big lie. No, no, no. We, the world just couldn't be like that because they have to accept that. Then they have to accept everything they've ever known in their whole life as a lie. And that creates great uncertainty. And most people cling to certainty when it's scare, fear, fear. Fear causes people to have certainty and cling to whatever the government says. What we have to do is tell people the truth and create fear. You want to motivate people, scare the hell out of them with the truth. You, you, and the truth <laughs> is... You are going to, I'm saying five to 10 years life expectancy. The doctors and the scientists know this less than three years. So you take that COVID, you're as good as dead. It'll accelerate your death, but people wish they'd die because who's going to look up? So I say to people, your family is unable to influence and we'll tell them, we'll put some money into trust because if you're going to die from the COVID jab, who's going to pay for your funeral costs? Or worse, you're going to require 24-hour medical care. Who is going to pay for, to, to look after you 24-hour medical care? And so we're talking a humanitarian disaster on the greatest level you could ever imagine. And then they're going to blame it on uh, what they'll do is they'll turn the vaccinated against the unvaccinated. So that's what's going to happen. So in other words, it's our fault, okay? You're not getting vaccinated. And then there'll be these mutant strains that come out. They'll spread around the world. And uh, they'll come out with another vaccine, another vaccine. And people still, people take so many jabs and dying effectively. There's a guy called Jim Jones in America many years ago. Oh, yeah. uh, out of the cult. I've uh, got 200 people believe the world was ending and all drank poison and killed themselves at once. Jim is nothing on this vaccine cult. This is a deadly vaccine cult. There is no way I will challenge any politician on the planet right here, right now. You try and tell me that we should sign up seven and a half billion people for a global medical experiment uh, against a man flu. It means different. It was something so deadly that you, you put it 100% of us would die. This is something that unless you're already dying, it's not going to hurt you. Uh, so, a global medical experiment. There's no way, even on the best case scenario, a lot of people are going to die. So unless we stop the vaccine rollout, unless we put enough pressure on and get the truth out there, how many people are dying now, adverse reactions, what's going to happen, and stop that rollout, then what's going to happen is we're going to see massive amount of deaths. Many people are going to lose their family and friends. Then they'll come after the unvaccinated. There's already the FEMA camps built in America to lock you up. Quarantine camps. You know, what's the difference between a quarantine camp and a concentration camp? You know, it's just gas was too expensive these days uh, to kill people like they did in the Holocaust. That's why they use a jab far cheaper. You know, there's people that have been through the Holocaust, Jew Jews that are speaking out going, this is exactly what happened. Um, so, I mean, it's sad what's going to happen, but you've got to save yourself and save your family. But you have to then prepare. They're bring, going to bring in food shortages. Klaus Schwab's already hinted at this. Food shortages, particularly in America. So you've got to think, if you live in a city and the shop, you have to go to the shopping market to get your food and the shelves are going to be empty. You see with the lockdowns, they empty out in no time. When you can't get food, cities will collapse. People within a week or two will be starving and heading to the country. You need to set yourself up where you have your own food supplies, fresh water, energy security, and also personal security. One thing I love about Americans, you have guns. They took the guns off us here in Australia. You have the ability 
uh, to defend yourself with the patriots in America. So do not give up your guns. They're going to try more massacres to try and get rid of your guns. Don't give up your guns. Um, we need them here in Australia. So send 25 million guns to Australia. We can defend ourselves. We don't have but you're going to need food supplies, but they already know how to come after the off-grid people. So we, we, they've done this in history. Through 1976, the swine flu, YouTube, 60 Minutes expose on that. They told all Americans are going to die. They forcibly vaccinated, killed a lot of them. And that's after that, they had to pay out billions in compensation. That's when they brought in 1986 through the Reagan, Ronald Reagan, uh, the exemptions so vaccine makers could legally kill and murder you and get away with it. So the only positive about this vaccine is that if we do have some people we don't want on the planet, now is a good time to create a list of all the people you want to remove, get off the planet, maybe a top 10 of who you want to get rid of, because you can legally murder people now with a COVID jab. Uh, the, the government says it's safe and effective. So if you want to, like, if you have enemies and you want to get rid of them, now is your perfect time. Just give them a COVID jab or say, just coerce them, pay them some money, go take the COVID jab. Uh, they will die and you'll get rid of enemies. So I'm sure Bill Gates will be the top of the list to take the COVID jab. But the point being, it's legal to murder someone with a COVID jab because they're not actually forcing you technically. You're actually consenting on some degree. You're consenting to your own death. Uh, it sounds too much for people to understand and believe, but I say to people, if you don't believe any of this, just put your feet up and watch what's going to happen. You either have a choice, you get vaccinated, or they're going to hunt you down and vaccinate you. That's where it's coming. So, What do you got... think that time frame is? The comments are going bananas. I just want to say, everyone in the comments, thank you so much for keeping this conversation going here and really uh, being invested in what we're talking about. Because I'm like, oh, man, look at this. Um, so the question I have for you is, what do you think our timeline is, our time frame? Because, you know, I think about this all the time. It's sort of the way I describe it is we have this outside world happening. And I think you're right. There is this narcissistic, um, you know, we're so busy being glamorous and doing all these things and posting our food and, you know, gathering and having our first margarita in a year. It's like we're doing all like this is all that, that people are thinking. And meanwhile, there's a much bigger thing happening. So as that world is turning out there, there's also your particular path and how you're navigating it, right? So when I think about the time frame, you know, I'm thinking like six to nine months from now, what that's going to look like when we're back into another cold season here, you guys will be in summer, right? So like, what do you think this time frame is that we're, wor that we're working with? You think it's like the next like year and a half? You think that we have like six to nine months? Like, what do you, what do you see? Well, I yeah, good question. I thought we did have maybe a year or two up into recent weeks, which caused me to go into a bit of a panic. You know, it's not easy to deal with this. It's an emotional tra traumatic. It's major. Okay, wait, you Jamie, yeah. Jamie, time out. I just have to tell you, you know, it's so interesting because I do see all of your projects and everything that you're moving around and like, you know, organizing. And I think that people have to really understand as much as people want to be in denial about this, those of us who are really in the like the framework of like holy shit this is happening it's a lot like every day it's something that you're constantly thinking about it's not and it's not obsessive but it's like wow first you go through that 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 space where you're like this is happening then you're like wow this is really happening okay now what do we do when you know it's happening right so it's every day and you're constantly having conversations about it people are showing up they're asking you what do you think is happening you know it's like okay like let's sit down and talk about it for me, I always go to the books because as soon as there's a handbook, you know, as soon as they're giving us the handbook to things, that's where I go. I'm like, look, here's the handbook. 
You know, like, let's get with it. Because if people have a framework of institution, of studying, of looking, this, that, whatever, they say, where are your facts? You know, it's like, well, it's all here for us to see. We have to be brave. We have to be resilient. We have to think bigger. Um, and when I think about, okay, so what is this time frame, and what does it really look like? And, you know, what do, what do we have? And I, I think it's true, like in the next last couple of week and a half or so, it kind of amped up a bit because especially when we started to see all of the shit show start to unfold and the panic start to come in for people um, who, you know, have already decided to go forward with what they believe they should be doing for the betterment of, of society. So yeah, I think the time frame is important for us to talk about because I love solution-based conversations. It gives people food for thought. It allows them to kind of think, okay, so what does this look like? Where do I want to put myself? Maybe it's time to check myself out of suburbia. Maybe it's time to get land, right? Yes, sure. And all these, so what you've got to look at is um, to know and not to do is not to know. Mm. So. A lot of processes will go through. You start to learn things. And many of us know, been knowing about these things, but we still haven't acted. I mean, some people knew about Bitcoin years ago, but didn't really leverage up in it. So to know and not to act is not to know. So um, the time frame to answer that question, the time frame is based on the vaccine rollout. Once they say, so that's why they're desperate in the next six, 12 months to get everyone vaccinated. Makes sense because once the because it's in six to 12 months is when most adverse reactions from the vaccine will hit. Once that occurs, people go, it'll be up in arms that this is the vaccine that caused this, and then shit's going to hit the fan. But if they've already vaccinated most people in that time frame, they have won the game. Their depopulation agenda is in play, can't say that. This is why Israel's been targeted heavily, and America's been targeted. America used to have the most vaccinated already. One statistic was 122 million. But you can go and confirm this, whether you're up to that. Another I heard was close to 100 million. But either way, uh, they are out to destroy America from the inside out. And the fact that so many Americans, so, and the time frame is the next six to 12 months is too late after that. Unless we're able to slow or stop the vaccine rollout, and America's being the most vaccinated on the planet. Um, so, you know, your puppet Biden over there, just completely out of fraudster. Um, you know, in Australia, they're having trouble with the vaccine rollout. They were meant to have up to 8 million Australians vaccinated. We've only got 25 million people down here. Um, but they're only up to about 600,000. And now everyone's cancelling their appointments. The doctors have got all these the places where they vaccinate, got all the, the vaccines there, but no one's showing up. Wow! Uh, because what? they don't surveys a few months ago, 80% of Australians, 77, 80% of Australians said they wouldn't take it. So they are going every, and then a couple of people started dying, uh, but they're covering up a lot of the deaths. Um, so they are really struggling to control the narrative, but they're going to push harder and harder uh, to, you know, so in, if we can stop the vaccine rollout is our number one best chance of winning because then they can retreat, the globalists may retreat and uh, the people that have been asleep won't even know anything's going on in the world and that will save their ass, you know what I'm saying? Um, if we can't stop the vaccine rollout, then there's going to be massive death and injury and uh, the world You've got to understand this. The world is never going back to how it was. People got to let go of the old world, let go of their incomes. A lot of the incomes will be smashed. So the other solution is this, and what I've talked about before. You can't win a two-horse a two race if you don't have, there's only one horse in it, and that horse isn't yours. So let me say that again. You can't win a two-horse race if you don't have a horse in it, and the, other, and the only horse in it isn't ours. So the only, this is the challenge we have right now. 
is that it's okay to bitch and moan and kick and scream about, we don't agree with this new world order, this great reset agenda. But that's not enough. Right. You have to have your own vision, your own agenda for the world and push that and win and push that horse to win against the other horse. So the only horse in the race right now is the World Health Organization, the, the, the World Economic Forum of Gates and the Rockefellers and Klaus Schwab and these criminal elites. They had their pony and it's a great reset. It's not a conspiracy. You can read all about that, okay? Oh, yeah. I have so the book. I keep, it in my, I keep that book in my store at my desk so that people can... I got, I'm getting hot from this, you know? Um, yeah. I have, yeah, no, seriously. Um, I keep that book at my desk and I, and I suggest that as recommended reading to anyone who asks what's going on because honestly, it's all there, you know? Um, okay, continue. Sorry. Yeah, so, we got, yeah, the, so what, we got our own horses in the race. We're going, yeah. okay? How to put our own horse in the race. So, but the point is that people are going to understand you're not alone. At times when you start figuring out this, you think you're alone. We, there is seven and a half billion people on the planet. And even though some might be asleep, there's a lot of people who are woke and there's a lot of good people, I wouldn't say awoke, the woke aren't the awoke ones, it's the awakened, you know? Uh, the awake ones are asleep ones, you know? We want people to be actually awakened, not, you know, thinking they're trendy and cool and, and awoke, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, the Hollywood elite awoke are not the awakened people, okay? Right. So the point is there's a large amount of people, there's a large amount of, there's a force for good, it's an army of people. Uh, and it's good that we can still communicate and collectively because that's where they get, it's hard for them to control the narrative. That's why they're pushing Facebook and Twitter. They had meetings a few weeks ago going hard on these guys, shut these people down, censor more, stop this quote misinformation because they're, they're shit scared. Their Achilles heel is being exposed for the fraud they're, they're, they're pushing to be exposed because there's more of us than them. My belief is worse comes down to worse. If we're going to die, we're going to go down fighting and we're going to take these motherfuckers out. Does that make sense? So worst comes to worst, Gates and them are as good as done because it comes down once people realize they're going to kill us or we kill them. I know what's going to happen and you guys have the guns to do it. So I'm not advocating violence, but I'm advocating they're going to come up. They're already trying to kill your granny and they're going to come after your kids and violently attack them with vaccines. Uh, enough will come to enough and people will take a stand. Now, we want to avoid the need to go to war against the elite. But remember, if we have to, don't go to war against the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated, the left versus the right. That's what they're trying to do, to divide, to conquer. They're not our enemy. The elite are our enemy. And they will be hanging from lampposts in the future and, 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 and jailed or, or hung for treason or military execution. So they have more to be scared of. So they, 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 they start to lose their game plan, they'll try and pull back and people won't notice and they'll, roll, they'll pull back the vaccine. It was what happened before in 1976, swine flu. They started, too many people started dying. They had to, there's a lot of good politicians out there. So what we need is a two horse race. So we're launching the Global Health Organization to compete with the World Health Organization. More and more doctors are joining that. You can go to ghorganization.com right now. Uh, that's already launched. Uh, putting out a lot of data and information. Say it again. Say it again. So it's a global health organization. People can go to, it's ghorganization.com. Uh, they can go to that and opt in there and be updated there. Uh, there's going to be the Global Economic Forum. So we're going to we're replicating all these institutions. Yes. But what we're going to do is make these institutions that they can be done uh, through you know, even NFTs and cryptocurrency and the blockchain. So we can make that the systems, the new systems that they can't be rigged, that they're transparent because the old systems that were meant to serve us like the, the central control banks, the Federal Reserve banking system, etc. that was rigged, you know? I, uh, you know. I wrote about that in my first book, you know, what I didn't learn in school but wish I had. 
Uh, you can read about the, the, the fraud of the Federal Reserve banking system, and that's how they rigged the system. We can't allow this to happen. So we create a replication of all the institutions, but in an honest and transparent way. So doctors out there can go, and, and people out there can go, cut our money, uh, the government money being paid to the World Health Organization. It's corrupted, just like it was a motion to the European Parliament stated that, that vaccine makers have dangerous levels of influence over the World Health Organization back in 2010. We didn't listen to, to the warnings then. So people can then, the governments can start pulling their money. There's a lot of good governments out there, especially African nations, uh, that don't want to support who? Uh, that will transfer their money to the new governing body. Okay, so we have to then compete and then say the World Economic Forum pushing the Great Reset Agenda. We'll push our world, new world initiative, our, our world initiative, how we want the world to be, which will be much more self-sustaining. Uh, you know, people are coming back from, instead of one world centralised government, more back to decentralised form of government. And with blockchain and, and, and technology now, with crypto, that is possible to do. So that's part of the solution that's going to happen there. I'm selling my home in a city. A lot of smart money, smart people are. They're already getting the hell out of the city uh, to have some farmland. I grew up on farms, already have a lot of farmland. But um, to live on the edge of cities or where you have acreage so you can grow your own food. Uh, Gates and, and even the Biden administration is right now coming after that. They'll try and stop the ability to, they're already Monsanto and GMOs, stop you having your own seed. They'll find farmers if they grow their own seed. But tell them to go F themselves, you know what I'm saying? Is that we need to start being self-sustaining energy, self-sustaining uh, food and self-sustaining uh, weapons as well for security. But we're going to create the, the, the alternative because they've created the corporatized global police force, which they have in Melbourne even, around the world to attack people like us, the protesters. It's okay if it's Black Lives Matter protests, which is a great scam in America. And nothing to didn't one not one cent of that billion dollars that was raised for Black Lives Matter actually went to helping a black person. Uh, they just Soros funded scams on the side. They can protest; it's perfectly okay. But you want to do a protest against masks or lockdowns? They'll try and come after you. This is a globalized police force that Rockefellers have set up with uh, your resilient cities around the world, and that's why in Melbourne, Australia, you saw vicious attacks by the police upon pregnant mums, dragged them out of their house last year. I mean, yeah. appalling. 19-year-old girl for not wearing a mask, slammed against a brick wall, thrown to the ground by a six-foot policeman. These are corporatized police. They're not even real police. They're inserted amongst existing police force. We need to create our own. There's many police around the world that we will desert and we'll have our own equivalent of police on the, so people can move from the old world order to the new and say, fuck you, basically, to the old world order. We will, we'll go and work for free for the new police force. We'll go and join the new army that represents the people. There's 40% of Americans in the army are refusing to take the COVID jab. They're being bullied. They're being intimidated. They're being threatened with their loss of jobs, just like nurses and doctors are. People, and excuse the French, but people need to learn to tell people to go fuck themselves and go tell the government to go fuck themselves. And because we need to build that, it all starts with that internal fortitude. You know what I'm saying? If someone tried, I don't have kids yet, but if someone tried to come and vaccinate my children, I would go to war. Make sense? If I was stopped, one of my parents were to die and I was stopped to cross the border to go to their funeral, I would go to war because I would go to their funeral. I will not be dictated by some fraudulent con artists such as Gates and his elite criminals. I, will, I would go to war before that. I would rather die like a William Wallace I die, you know, in honour, because we're all going to die one day. Does that make sense? Once you get over your fear of death, we're all going to die. So we're going to die on our knees, 
are begging or we're going to die standing up until these motherfuckers go fuck themselves. This is our world. This is our new world order. This is where we're going and bring it on charlatans because he's a weak, demasculated man and there's more of us than there is of them and we will not be intimidated by these motherfuckers. That's the best I can say. Excuse the French, but I think <laughs> I Nana would even forgive yes. me if we need to. It's true, though. You know, I was saying that. I think the, the time, take a breath. <laughs> Drink a beer. <laughs> yeah, I don't Budweiser, Budweiser out here, so. <laughs> no, you know, I was saying, I think that when, when the push comes to shove, it's going to be about the children. That's what it really comes down to for me, you know? When I look around and I start to see the kids and, you know, I see the damage that this has done, and then I see that they're going to try to put this in the children, I'm thinking to myself, these mothers better rise. These mothers better think twice. I mean, we know the history of that. We know what that really looks like. Or do we not, you know, or do we not learn because we're so easy to forget the damage that's done, you know, something yeah. there. And I think what you, you're right in saying about the children, here's what I think is the best bet. See, people can have their debates and still some people just can't hand, ha handle the truth yet, can't handle the big lie. You don't even have to, you just have to use common sense to know if X percentage, even though let's say we're wrong, it's, uh, the life expectancy of the COVID jab is 15 years or 20 years. It's still a massive humanitarian disaster because not people wish they'd died. The, the medical, the, the, the pain they'll be in, the agonizing death, the brain swelling, mad cow's disease basically was going to happen to people. Um, but the children is the key. So here's, children. What, here's what I think will, do, will unite the world completely. We may disagree on whether vaccines are necessary or, or not many to, but we can disagree on whether you like Biden or Trump. You can disagree on your whatever. But here's one thing that will unite people. When people find out the truth that these motherfuckers are in child sex trafficking and have factories that are taking blood from babies, the babies and the young kids are, know they're going to die. They have to be so scared of dying to get the adrenaline pumped in the blood and take this blood and these these people, these elites drink this blood, the most powerful drug on the planet known as adrenochrome, half the Hollywood elites, the false prophets on this planet being used to manipulate the public and distract the public from what's going on behind the scenes. One thing that will unite this world is when people discover the shock horror that this is true, this is going on, and people go, that is enough. They can fuck with our granny and try and kill her with a jab, but they want to fuck with our children. This is what's been going on then that will unite the planet because people are to discuss these people have to be eliminated from our society. In Australia, there was a suppression order put on by our former Prime Minister, John Howard, uh, which uh, of 79 pedophiles, pedophiles in Australia, one of them was a former politician. And John Howard, some of you might remember, was Australian Prime Minister 20 years ago or 15 years ago. And he said, the reason I put the suppression order on was because if people knew the truth, they would lose faith in their government institutions. I say to John Howard today, I'd say, that's the very reason that the suppression orders should be lifted off these pedophiles, the suppression orders lifted off this elite are in the planet, because we should lose faith in our institutions because our institutions are corrupt and we need to build new institutions and a new world. That is what will unite people when people find out. And the movie that will help do that, uh, which is coming out, Sounds of, Sounds of Freedom, I believe it is, Jim Cavalieri. Uh, playing that, you know, Tim Ballard story. Some of you be familiar about that. If you're not, uh, it's on ANR News, the trailer. It's on many places around the world. You've got to watch that. When you realise this is not a conspiracy, 
There is kids never seen the light of day that have been uh, in factories, adrenochrome factories on this planet. They are tortured to death to get the blood out of them. And this is satanic. This is sick. We don't understand how it can happen, but it is happening. Then what society do we have? That will be the uniting point. So the sooner people find out about the truth, that I think will get the rallying of people to go, We'll go that we'll be protesting outside Gates's house and he will be going straight to jail because you'll never walk a free man ever again on this planet. And so will those uh, that are, are working with him, class Schwab and these other elites. You will be the ones that will put a social credit score on. You will be the motherfuckers that we track, not us. And you'll be the ones not participating in society. And you'll be the one that uh, you'll have no money, but be completely happy. They're the ones that are going to have no money. <laughs> yeah, and you won't own anything either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that kind of blew my mind, that piece too. You know, I wonder to myself though, like how will that become, how will that be fully exposed, right? Like, will that just be kind of revealed to the world? Will it come out through that movie? Will people start to believe it? Like, what will it take for people to really see it? Because as much as we know all of these very dark, dark things that are happening, people still want to stay in denial because it's just too it's too gory it's too gruesome they can't possibly imagine and and you know the the conspiracy against the conspiracies is to make people think that you're crazy right like that's so extreme that's mm. so extreme that it can't possibly be true right it can't possibly be true so but if yeah. you look at the numbers even in this country alone it's it's like 500,000 children go missing in our country and that's probably a very low number that's a very low number that's a lot of kids. Well, that's why they, they love war, the profiteering of war, the Clinton Foundation involved in, in Haiti. Uh, I mean, uh, Syria, uh, the, you know, most orphanages, unfortunately, are run by pedophiles. It's a great front for them. So we've got to understand that there's an industry $158 billion a year. Uh, it has to have a lot of high-level protection. So it's no conspiracy that has high-level protection for an industry like that to be that large and get away. We we're talking, you know, Tony Robbins and Tim Bala were saying, um, you know, it's over, it's overtaking the illegal drugs trade, it's overtaking legal weapons trade. Is you know one of the biggest industries on the planet. It's incredibly profitable. Um, so it, it's real. Uh, what will happen is that I think, yeah, I think that'll be a turning point. It's mass awareness, and it, more and more people are waking up. But that's the one thing. The adrenochrome, the, the, the false idols in Hollywood that are going to go down that have been leveraged, the politicians that have been leveraged. Um, you know, we're all were asleep. You know, how many years have we been asleep? It's only 2020 that woke us up with this obvious seen this BS. More and more people are waking up every single day. Um, they're losing control of the narrative. I mean, who really believes the news anymore? I mean, CNN does. I mean, some people do, but not many. You only had to see in the last election. I mean, Joe Biden apparently got more votes than anyone in the history of the planet, which, you know, complete BS and the, 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 the fraud and election that you had in the US. Um, you know, people are waking up. So what can we do about that? Well, as the push comes to shove, a lot is being done. And, uh, but remember, the first step to change and often the only step to require to change is awareness. And, uh, and how do we become aware? By us becoming more research, us having more conviction about what we know to be true, uh, and how do you get that? Enough information. And once you have enough information, if you're not completely sure about it and have certainty and convictions because you don't have enough information, you need to research more. You need to get more evidence. Um, 
And then eventually you get to that point, like many of us have, is that we know what's true. We've got the evidence. It's there. And once enough people like that, then we can't be, we can't be BS. We can't be told, oh, it's just a conspiracy theory. Um, we can be told that in the beginning, but we start to figure it out. It's not. So I, it comes down to I have faith in humanity. I have faith that there's enough good people on this planet. Uh, the only issue is that we have to have to get people to wake up before it's too late. Humans have a bad tendency of figuring out the truth after the event. We need to figure it out beforehand. Um, but it's interesting times to be alive. I guess we all at some conscious level or spiritual level chose this journey, chose to be on this planet during these times. So the scary and exciting is two very similar emotions. So it will be scary at times, but also exciting because if we can win this war and we can, then the world can be an amazing place. There'll be no more cancers. And just on that, people think, oh, there's no way they could be out to depopulate us. They haven't figured out they've been out to depopulate us for a long, long time. Uh, how many people died natural causes, elderly people? They all died of cancer. If we had such a great Western medical situ uh, uh, system, most people will be living to 150 already and dying natural causes. But the Rockefeller funded um, fraudulent medical system that we have, uh, they've already been killing us. Chemo, cancers, I mean, cigarettes, chemtrails now being proven to be true. So Gates is coming out going, oh, no, we're just trying to dim the sun to stop climate change. So once they can't, can't cover up the lie anymore, the conspiracy theory, then they have to spin it. Oh, we're doing it for the greater good. I mean, this is, this is how the world works. So... Who said Bill Gates can go and spray things for decades, chemicals in the sky to dim the sun without our permission? I mean, these guys have lost the plot. We haven't gone crazy. The world has gone crazy. Remember that. And there's power in United Force of all of us. Uh, together, we can make a big difference. I believe in humanity. But if it comes that we're going to go down, we're going to go down fighting. That's the most important thing. I got to say yes. And I got to also say that I think people who are listening, thank you to everyone who's listening. Remember too that, you know, the illusion is that people aren't really understanding this. So we are made to believe also that there are people who don't really get it when in reality, they just don't express that they get it because you have to hide that you understand some of these things because you will be ostracized. It's like a modern day witch hunt, right? It's like you feel it or it's like, you know, I, I can imagine people sometimes like looking up, oh my God, like looking on their phone and be like, I'm not gonna tell anyone that I know that, you know, and, and having to cover that up. Or also the other piece is covering the numbers of how many people are actually really buying into this entire thing, right? Like covering those numbers up. Because the more and more I look out there, I think to myself, hmm, I think more and more people kind of see what's going on. And yet, of course, like you walk into town here, I mean, we're still fully, we're still fully masked outside here. So I don't know how that's happening by you, but like, we're still, that's still happening here. Okay, so like, we're, you know, that's happening. So every day it's a reminder, right? You go out there, you're like, whoa, what the hell's going on? Like, really, this is still happening. Not to mention that it looks fucking bananas, right? Like you're like looking out there and everyone, you can't see anyone's face. You're like, what is happening here? Like, I can't see your face. Like your God-given, gorgeous, beautiful face. Like, let's, let's get on with the program, guys. You know, so we're in this situation that is really dire. And at the same time, it can feel very isolating and alone for people who believe this because they think they, no one else believes what they believe or no one else can see it. And it's, I think it actually starts to kind of eat people up, right? They start to feel 
alone on this journey. So I think we have to uni unite, you know, we have to get together and we have to have these conversations so that people can understand, oh, there's other people who believe this, there's other people that see this, there's other people that are aware of the fact that there's a much bigger agenda, you know? And it's funny because I can see people just wanna get on with their life, get back to normal, do all these things. But the reality of it is that it's never going back to that ever so we have to build something new we have to move on we have to gather our gather our forces gather our faith gather our energy our love our frequency our our creation energy and we have to start doing something with it because if we don't this world is coming and it's coming fast like a train wreck i mean this thing is coming and you know and i and i believe that i'm i am a um a firm believer in the divine and that there is a bigger agenda that actually wins in the end. And that includes all of us because we are the God spark. We are the spirit spark. However you want to say it, the great mystery, it lives in us. You know, we came here and that's why we can feel that human spirit. And I think they're underestimating the spirit of the human and that we will really rise. When, that's what we came here for. What the hell else did we come here for? That's all we came here for, truly, is to fight this fight. Everything prior to this is the past. Everything prior to this was accumulation, material, all that stuff that we were doing, building businesses, traveling the world, all of these things that we did. And now it's time to really put that into motion in a different way, right? To inspire, to help people rise up. And you know, another thing too, I will say, because here we have so many different things that divide us in this country. You lived in New York, you've seen it, you can feel it, you, you know, you're aware, you see that. So it's a harder, um, it's a harder fight in a lot of ways because they've set us up to be divided from the beginning. This land here that we, you know, incarnated onto, it was set up to help us see this at this point now. I see this like the timelines of all history collapsing and now we're supposed to do the real work and move into a completely different dimension. And I'm, ta I'm not talking about like cos cosmos dimension. I'm talking about, you know, on earth, like that we actually have to be that heaven down to earth, like whatever, feel it and start to move with it. Um, that brings me to another piece because it takes money to do this, right? It takes money to organize. It takes money to buy land. It takes money to get all your prepping shit together. It takes money to start getting, you know, solar energy and all of these things that we're going to need for the future. When we look at Agenda 21 and we know that it is total control of all water, food, land, everything that we know pushed into smart cities, we know that that's the plan, right? So to find the safe place, to get the money, um, you know, the cryptocurrency and this Bitcoin 2.0 that you speak of, I'd like you to share with our listeners a little bit about that because I've done a show on, on Bitcoin that was in October. And as you know, Bitcoin was like $11,000 in September. Now what, we're at like 55 today, it was 62 last week. So we're in this sort of like people who didn't get on board think that they've missed the train. And I think if you watch, I, you know, I was sharing with you, I tell people just put something in, like just watch, get confident, grow a little, um, see what that's about. But tell me a little bit about the Bitcoin 2.0 because I was doing some research on your website and I'm very curious, like what is your vision with that? How's that working? If you can explain in the most simplest form for those who are novice completely to cryptocurrency and then for those who might be listening who are really interested in getting deeper involved in something that's maybe just coming up. 
Yeah, no, it is, it is important for those viewers. You know, my background is that obviously I've been educated for 20 years, an entrepreneur, investor. I was one of the, and I've written about a dozen books. But one of the books I wrote was about, you know, is Bitcoin the future digital currency? It was one of the first authors on the planet to write a book about that. Uh, I was a libertarian, so I was attracted to Bitcoin in the early days, not because I wanted to get rich quick, but because I believe I always, you know, exposed in my first book I wrote 20 years ago, the chapter on that about the fraud of the Federal Reserve Banking System, 1913, et cetera, in the United States, how the, the bankers took the control of that instead of the government issuing money, the bankers did. And that's how they started to buy up the world. And that's the situation we have today because that fraud wasn't stopped. It'll expose soon enough. Um, so the idea of Bitcoin was that to stop this relentless printing of money, you know, so it couldn't be rigged. Uh, and to create a better monetary system and because money belongs to us, to the people, not to the government, not to greedy bankers, not to Bill Gates, etc. It belongs to the people. Uh, uh, and it's our money. It shouldn't be getting skimmed and, and you know, used you know, the way it's been taken advantage of. So I supported Bitcoin back then. I also was one always predicted investment trend trends. So when Bitcoin got to $120, I went out to all my following, you know, my half a million clients that have educated over the years, high net worth, low net worth, over said, start buying. I think it's a good thing. Obviously, people that listened to me back then, this is all over my Facebook still. You can see back those days. David, uh, you, are a, you are a master predictor. And I know that you, and I just had to say that you predicted a lot of things and you also set up challenges for people and you challenge people to really do things based on this financial piece. So I just want to share that with our listeners who are on here, but also the ones who are listening on the Wake Up Radio, um, who are out there in the world listening, that you have had a lot of predictions that you have put into place and they've come true. So I'm definitely like tuning into this part because I think this is super important. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so it's not that I had a crystal ball. I mean, some people might have a crystal ball. I certainly don't. But what I do have, I grew up on a farm, so I have common sense and I can see through bullshit. I can also understand, I've taught human psychology success for 20 years, so I understand human psychology and the patterns of that and how that all intertwined. And also I do research on new things where this is where the analysts didn't pick it up for the, the family offices or the billionaires, et cetera. Um, uh, and I could just, but I, as I said, I wasn't into Bitcoin to get rich quick. I was into Bitcoin because I could think it could change the world as a libertarian. And I believed in that. So, and that's why obviously in anything that I've, uh, I've just worked for me, I've always promised my earliest mentor was that I would share whatever I did that did well for me. So then about four years ago, a group of us who were early stage Bitcoin investors started to look and go, well, um, you know, like there's iPhone one, you want to improve that, et cetera. So how do we create a, a, a Bitcoin 2.0 that can achieve even more things? What we started to realize also was that the, the Bitcoin, in the original Bitcoin was to try and create a new financial system, put the, the right. decentralized way for centralized banks, put the power back in the hands of the people. And, uh, but also we realized then that we were not going to win this war unless we could defeat mainstream media. So we wanted to create a, a, a crypto that would also help fund a, and the independent media because in 2013 that's when i started australian national review i funded with my own million dollars i launched a political party in australia at the same time uh which then that's when i started to find out all about the deep state because i started being attacked relentlessly uh and then you realize it's not a conspiracy it's real if you speak out and expose corruption uh, you become a target and you can see, or I was attacked in, a, in Fairfax Media in Australia for years, government agencies, they just tie you up, confiscated tens of millions of dollars uh, of, of my investments to try and reduce my power. 
Um, but it didn't stop me. And that's, what made, that's why I speak out because a lot of people won't speak out. They have too big of a brand to protect. So they're worried about their brand, their brand in the old world. They've created this world. They don't want to upset it. So they're not going to speak out about tell the truth. That's part of the problem. If we don't let go of the past, we're never going to create the new. And if we, want, we don't want to, you know, we've got to, many of us are going to have to go through that. We're going to lose. How many people have lost their income because of that? But that's just part of the process. Let go of the past, move on to the future. That's what we've always had to do in our life anyhow to be successful. I get that. I, I get yeah. it. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for 22 years. I've, I've had businesses for 22 years. I totally get it. Yep. And that's the whole piece. It's like that recreation piece. And right now it's massive. Yeah. 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 So Bitcoin 2.0 is, you know, it's, it's a, what it lists in a week's time, I think April 28th. So it's a really slow key listing. Most ICOs will go out and raise a lot of money, a lot of hype. This doesn't need to raise money, but it's, it's helping independent media such as Australian National Review, CNBS News and other ones. Uh, before people make a donation to them, they're effectively bribing people, donate, support independent media, and you'll get Bitcoin 2.0. So it lists at 20 cents. Um, you know, as far as the original predecessor, Bitcoin, it, uh, I have a price prediction of 500,000, same as the Winklevoss twins, uh, who I invited to the first global Bitcoin conference in Australia years ago. Um, so it, it'll go tenfold, at least. That's based on, you know, gold's about $10 trillion market cap, Bitcoin's $1 trillion now, so we've got at least tenfold, probably go more than that. But it'll have its ups and downs, etc. Um, but also a lot of people realize that, you know, there's a lot of money to be made in other up and coming cryptos. It's like a new yeah. dot com era, but, you know, some of these cryptos will have a lot of great user value. So for Bitcoin to go 50,000, 100,000 is massive, make tenfold, or you can get into another crypto that, you know, Bitcoin 2.0 and go from like 20 cents at least to $2, to $2 and people tenfold their money. So on a mediocre level, you know, it could go five fifty, five hundred dollars and still a small crypto in comparison. Um, so people can certainly make a lot of money out of that. But uh, what we want people involved in that is to really support the independent news media because we must defeat mainstream media. We're up against, you know, billion dollar funded mainstream media companies that deliberately lie and deceive to the masses every day. Our benchmark in independent media is we would never, ever deliberately lie to you or deliberately mislead you. If we make a mistake in some factual reporting, we can just simply say that's an error and fix it. Does it make sense? Yeah. Uh, we will speak the truth. Where mainstream media, have they ever spoke the truth? They are spruker outlets for the global elite. Uh, they take the money from them. They're owned by them. They're influenced by them. And, you know, there's no such thing as journalism any day. If you, if you, journalism today, you work for mainstream media, it's not journalism. You're pushing a script. You're pushing a narrative. And that's why people don't feel happy. I mean, I've had interviews with journalists over the years and there's this, this feeling about them. You can know they're so incongruent. They'll be so nice to your face. But once they try and get you on an interview, they're trying to stab you in the back. And even you see in their energy, even feel bad about it because they've lost their ethics and morals. That's not why they got into journalism. They got into journalism to speak the truth. Just like doctors got into medicine to help people. And when they realize all these industries have been corrupted, and made fraudulent and people are not happy about that but their life to livelihood depends upon it so they keep on going along with the lie but deep down they know it's just not right and eventually gets to a breaking point now and we've got doctors speaking out and going i don't care if you take my license off me i will speak the truth same with journalists going yes. i will speak out i will go and work for free for independent media and try and get by but as we shift across to the the new world, our new world order initiative that we want to create for the people, by the people. And that's where cryptocurrency can play such a big part of that because we need money. We need large amounts of wealth. 
if the good people in the world don't have the money, then who does? The evil. Right. So we have, that's what I've learned even with Gates. He's just a charlatan. He goes around and raises a lot of money for his foundations. We need to raise a lot of money for our not-for-profit news sites, our not-for-profit foundations to fight back. We don't need the billions that Gates has got. Just give me a fraction of that and make a massive difference. So cryptocurrency, if you see it from wanting to donate or wanting to be part of a, a new future, a new world, that's where you should come from. If you make money from it, that's a bonus. Uh, but don't just be the get-rich-quick crowd that you know jumps into Bitcoin when it jumps up high and then it goes down again and they're little sooky crybabies and then they sell out like last time at 3,000. Whether it be when it went up to 19,000, went down to 3,000, they're crying, oh, this is a scam. And people go, oh, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency is a scam. I'm like, yeah, maybe. Uh, kind of like fiat currency, currency in the Federal Reserve banking scam. Um, so people think everything else is a scam because mainstream media told them everything else is a scam. To, to switch their attention away from the scam they're participating in, fiat currency, Biden administration is going to just printing all this money. Even the smartest people now are figuring out that fiat currency, US dollar is doomed. They want to bring in a great reset, so they're just printing the money. So your money will not be safe in banks. Bank balance, they're already planned, they're going to take your fucking money. So yes, cryptocurrency can be risky, but leaving money in the bank is also risky. So risky compared to what? So we have to start weighing that up. Cryptocurrency is here to stay. It is the future. Uh, if you don't have a part in that, then you know, you're going to need it to survive. So even if you're just hedging some, you're going to need some cryptocurrency to have some form of payment in the future and in the very near future. Um, um, in the near future, and I think also the, that piece is like, I, I also feel like people don't understand that that like cash money is gone. It's going to be gone. So I yes. think that, that that's the part that I think gets very confusing for people because they're like, how's that possible? Like, what do you mean there's not going to be any more cash money? You know, it's like... Well, in Australia, they're already bringing in the laws to remove cash. Banks are already shutting down branches and shutting down ATM machines as we speak. Um, a lot of banks will collapse as well. Um, so the point is, I mean, one of the reasons we also funded Bitcoin 2.0, you know, in case the CIA or any of these deep state operators get control of Bitcoin, that we do have a backup. Um, so, you know, you know, they tried to manipulate, uh, what's that other one, the Ripple? You know, I think oh, Ripple yeah, XRP. It's already, a lot of people asked about that. I think it's already done deals with the central bankers. They're going to try and push that to be the one. You know, so I'm not a supporter of that. Um, the reality is that every village, sustainable village we build, you know, we're going to build the new world order from the ground up. You know, not their new world order, but I call it our, our world initiative from the ground up. So it's going to come up that way. So every village can have its own crypto. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's, right. you know, so Crypto is here to say all the different areas. So that's what's going to, to happen. So it, it's a powerful way because it's transparent. It's honest. You can't rig it. We can't have these dodgy gates or the, uh, the Rothschilds or the Rockefellers. You come in and go, oh, let's just print a shitload of money and increase taxes on the people and get the governments into debt. They can't do that with this. That's why they hate it. So it's too late for them to stop crypto. Um, so once again, we're already fighting back and we already can win this war, but money is the power and crypto is people's money and it belongs to us and it's our money. It's, no people's, it's the people's oh. revolution is like the way that the way that so many people who are into crypto speak of it. You know, it's like the people's revolution. It's the way to unplug. You know, the yeah. bigger question becomes, you know, if you don't want someone asked, right, like if you don't want to put all your money in crypto, but you don't want to keep it in the bank the best place to put it is probably in land, right? It's probably into something that you can live on. 
you know, that that's the way that I see it right now. It's like, what are the most reliable things that you can put your financial focus into? And I think it would probably be your survival, right? I mean, like, that's going to be what it's going to be. You're going to have to find a way to find the place that you feel like you could be safe and most importantly, free. I agree. And then that's what, and we're going to have to go back to a simpler life. We have to understand that we've all yes. collectively caused the reality of this world. So once we accept our contribution to it, then we can go, hang on, that's fair enough. Now let's actually co collectively create the, our world order initiative, the way that we want the world to be. We've been, we've been lazy in the past. We haven't been paying attention. We've been distracted, which was deliberately done to distract us. And we haven't understood. Most people don't know how the world works. You can't have a world continue to work the way we want it to if we're not aware how it works and paying attention to make sure no one's trying to rig the system, no one's trying to conspire to take over the system, and no one's corrupting and why we're being asleep. They're being infiltrated and put political people in power all around the world to pull off this great reset, to pull off this. So it's our fault to some degree because we've been lazy, uh, because we just, oh, the government can take care of that, as if the government was ever uh, representing the people, you know what I'm saying? Um, so once we accept that and we go, okay, well, let's start participating in how we want, how do we want the world to be? And that's what I'm creating now with sustainable villages getting ready to roll them out is when you have to start that, how do you build a society from the ground up? It makes you really think about how many wonderful things we have in this world, but how many wonderful things we took for granted. In fact, you can go to a grocery store and there's food there of all sorts. If you had to have your own village, and uh, you wish you'd, you'd planted more than potatoes after a while. You know what I'm saying? You wish someone put some uh, vineyard in. You know, you wish someone had done the carrots. Or, you know, so we have all this amazing. So we've taken too many things for granted. Society doesn't just happen um, by accident. It has to be planned. And we've been asleep at the wheel, not planning out the way we want it to be. So it's been someone else has set the agenda. So if we don't set a new agenda. Uh, we know what the agenda is. It's called the Great Reset. It's totalitarian, it's communistic, it's China-led. Soros wants China. George Soros has clearly said it many times. China should be the new world order, new world leader, not America. He's a traitor to America. He's a traitor to the Jewish people. Uh, and these are the people that, you know, are trying to shape the world. I wish some of them would just rack off to Mars sooner than later. I mean, it's very possible. They're, they're trying to get there. So it, it's, very, it's very possible. We could put a global prayer in for that one. Um, so Bitcoin 2.0, where can, what, what, um, uh, what uh, Coinbase or like, where is that going to live? Is it going to live on its own server? Like, how's that going to be? It's doing a low key listing on a UK exchange next from April 28th, which is next week, next, probably Thursday, your time, um, on a exchange, Wazinga. Um, but if people want to find out a bit about it, they can go to anrnews.com, uh, just anrnews.com. In the, the front page and click on about Bitcoin 2.0. There's quite a few articles there, white paper, um, videos, etc. That's probably the easiest way getting educated about that. If that's something they want to be a part of, uh, you know, if anyone donating independent media can get access to it before the listing. Otherwise, generally the public can only access it after the listing uh, next week. So, anrnews.com. ANRnews.com. I'm going to put it actually in the repost of this and, and we're going to put it also in the replay and all of that. So we're going to list all of the websites, your website, um, and yeah. also all of the details about, about what you're working on. What um, is this eco village going to consist of? What do you, what's your plan for that? The way, I mean, I just looked at a property yesterday. So initially it'll be, uh, I think the way to get it through, I mean, we have councils here, it's probably different in America. 
I mean, if you go out, I mean, there's a big project in Australia where they want to near Byron Bay, you know, where they want to get a thousand, you know, house lots approved by the council for this community type living. But a lot of that will be stopped because they want people in smart cities moving to the city so they can control us. So the way that we're is that we're setting up, just buying small acreage, might have a house on it. You know, we can turn into Airbnb and we can add glamping tents and make it an eco resort. So it can basically be the concept that everyone can buy in and have their own little cabin or whatever on, you know, X amount of acres has its own fresh water, right. have its own security, uh, energy security and, you know, weapon security. Um, but they can be like a, 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 a combined holiday retreat. So you can holiday and have part ownership with your friends or like-minded people. But they can also be a plan B that as more lockdowns come and there's a shitload more lockdowns coming, uh, usually they give in Australia, I don't know what it's like over there, they'll say by 5 p.m. tomorrow, the, the city's in lockdown. So a lot of people want to get the hell out of a city and they can go to these places will be built on the edge of cities or within an hour, 90 minutes of cities. So you can go there and with like-minded people and you can su survive there if you wanted to or stay there for a week, a month or however long. Uh, it also gives us a uh, place for the resistance to, to work from, you know, like-minded people. So, but I think it's also building, I think it's a great thing. What happens in the world is that we're being disconnected from community. I grew up on a farm, small community. It's a beautiful thing to be able to grow up and have that community. So I think it's great to have city life. There's benefits of that. I love New York when it's buzzing. Uh, but when New York's in shutdown, I got out of there just before the lockdowns in the, they started a bit over a year ago because you don't want to be in New York. Times Square, no one's there. Central Park, you couldn't even walk on. And in a tiny hotel room in New York, it's, it's, it's not an exciting place to be. No. Uh, where I live on the whole coast, you can go to the beach, not much changes. So the point being is that there's going to be more lockdowns. But if you don't, what they're going to do is force Americans into you know, food shortages. So if you don't, you will starve. Or to get the government food packages, you must take the COVID vaccine. That's what's planned already for America. So if you don't have a backup of food supply, uh, you'll starve and then a lot of people go, oh, shit, I'll, you know, I'm going to die of starvation if I don't take the COVID jab. They've got old tricks to get you vaccinated because they want you off the planet. They don't want you here. Uh, they want the planet to themselves. So sustainable villages, that sort of thing, I think is the easiest way, setting up, you know, glamping eco resorts. People can do that. Uh, we'll put some IP out about that. Um, you know, so people can replicate that overseas if they want. But it's just a, basically having a combined holiday home with like-minded people, but it's also a plan B if things get really bad that we do have somewhere to go because you don't want to be in a city. And, and in Australia, I don't want to say like in America, but people are moving out of the city, out of Melbourne, Sydney, moving to where I am, the Gold Coast, into hinterland, into the country areas, closer to a city because they don't trust cities anymore. Uh, regional life, rural life won't change as much, but city life is the people that will be the most affected uh, by the new Tataroan Great Reset agenda. Oh, yeah, big time. And I'm starting, you know, we have like a great migration here. Like so many people from California started to move to Texas. So many people started to move to Florida. Things were more open. People felt more free. Um, the government's a little bit different, you know. Um, so people have been like migrating all over. But so far, I cannot get my finger on the location so i have been just like doing the i've been doing the prayer work on that like really really thinking about where is the place for this land well, this ceremony america, land what i'd say in america is go to uh republican states okay because right. i wouldn't democratic states because they're they're the ones that are going to hit you harder are going to go real not to be political but i'm saying texas is probably a good place florida where you have republican states most of those the ones that aren't bought off already by the cabal will are already fighting back about 
pushback about the restrictions. They'll, they'll reduce the amount of vaccinations you get. That's probably your safest place. But if you're in a democratic-governed uh, states, uh, they'll come after you much harder. They're already right. sold out. And I think that we're starting to see, well, I had like this real feeling yesterday. I was watching this thing and it just made me think like, wow, they got to make room in the cities, right? Because if they're going to take all the people, because that is the plan, everyone. Hello to all of our listeners. That is the plan are these smart cities where you're pushed into the more city life and everything is net zero and all of this. You know, it, I started to think like, okay, if they're going to do that, so where do all the people go? I mean, that's like putting the two and two together. You have to understand that that is part of this depopulation agenda, right? Push them into the cities, but they have to make space in the cities, right? So this New York City, this push, right, to get everybody kind of, you know, in alignment and off, out has to make space. And, um, and that's really scary if you start to think about it, because that's coming in very, very, very fast. You know, one of the places that I absolutely loved was always upstate New York, but that's impossible. It's impossible. It's not, it's not going to be a possibility. New York is done as far as I'm concerned. It's done. Um, so, yeah, I think that this is the positioning. This is the time to really think about how you want to. I think a simple life makes a lot of sense going back to nature. I have a theory, Jamie, that the only thing that survives are things that are in alignment with the natural laws of nature. That is what will survive what is coming. Ultimately, in the big picture, I'm talking like, you know, we got five to 10 years. Um, and remember, there's also this transhumanism agenda that I think, you know, we haven't talked about that. And we're not going to go there maybe next time. But, um, but that's another huge piece of the story. And the, and the technology that they're blanketing the planet with, you know, when that really gets kind of amped up and turned on, I think we're going to be seeing some things we've never seen before in our entire lives. Um, and if you look at, you know, Skynet in China, you know that everything is track, trace, facial recognition. I mean, that is 200 million cameras that blanket the sky. That's mm. coming, right? So, so these are the things that I, I think that we need to be aware of, prepared for, to really become uh, alert to the possibilities of this coming in faster than we think, way faster than we think. It's like, it's coming. So, Wow. Okay, last question for you. And I'm so grateful for your time and it's been amazing to be with you. Um, what would you say to anyone who's listening right now who is in the in-between belief and disbelief? That person that's sort of on the edge, that has all the family members pushing them, that's listening to the keywords, conspiracy, all the taglines of the propaganda. They start to hear the propaganda coming out from their own mouth. They can't believe they're hearing themselves say these things, right? But they're hearing it. They're slightly awake, slightly aware. And that person who's in the in-between is also a potential to move to the other side of the knowing, to the great awakening. What would you say to that person? Well, first of all, I'd say you have a choice. You can continue to listen to the conspiracy channels such as CNN, BBC, ABC, uh, and the fake, the charlatans such as Bill Gates doesn't have a medical degree, the con artists such as him, the fraudsters, and take your global political snippets of information from the very people that are participating and pushing the fraud upon you. Uh, or you can go and do your own independent research uh, or listen to people that have everything to lose, nothing to gain, uh, you know, are speaking the truth, are passionate about what they do, um, and have no agenda for you other than to have you awaken. That's your choice. 
or go by gut instinct and just do research. If you don't, but the research has got to be this. If you go and research uh, and listen to fact checkers, which once again are sponsored by Gates and Soros, they're censorers. Uh, and you just go back to any links that go back to mainstream media, well, then you're just in the matrix of them continuing to lie to you, you know? So you've got to accept that you've been indoctrinated since school, you've been told a lie, everything is a lie, whether you like it or not. So I say to people, I'm not trying to convince people, it just, it is. First of all, I tell people, I don't care if they believe me or not. I'm not here to get people to believe me. I'm just telling you how it is. Whether you believe it or not, they're not particularly waiting for your tacit approval when they're going to go ahead with this plan. This is happening and is going to happen whether you believe it or not because you're not the centre of the fucking universe. So get over your narcissism and uh, wake up to reality, to be polite. But <laughs> it's like you have to... It doesn't... The world's not waiting for you to figure out how the world works. Does it make sense? Yes. Just think that, oh, no, 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 because all they're worried about is their peer-reviewed friends are going to be embarrassed in front of their friends. I mean, it's like, here's the other way to look at it. What are your kids and grandchildren going to say one day uh, when they look back 2020, 2021, uh, when this was happening, you had the chance to save humanity, uh, but you were too worried to speak out on Facebook because you're worried what some of your friends with more degrees than brains were going to say. I mean, if you're that gutless and lack that sort of spine, then have a look in the mirror and see who the fuck you are and wake the fuck up because humanity needs you to be strong and to know what's going on. Uh, ignorance is not bliss. It'll be deadly. And you only have to see the poor nurses that are boasting, oh, I got my COVID vax. Everyone else should too. And then a week later, they're dead. You know, like ignorance is very deadly. You could be ignorant in the past and hide away and get away with it. You cannot be ignorant anymore it will kill you. So if you don't believe me, go and take the COVID vaccine, do the world a favor and depart the planet, but just watch what's going to happen. But it's going, uh, here's the other thing to look at it. Every single person that jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge, the San Francisco Bridge to commit suicide. Uh, you know what happened? The minute they jumped, the ones that survived, the minute they jumped, they regretted it. They regretted the choice. So you got to understand taking COVID vaccine is pretty much jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge, committing suicide, whether you like it or not. What? Because Bill, Bill Gates told you it was a good idea? Because the reporter on the news channel that's paid to read a script and lie to you told you it was a good idea? Because a fraudulent doctor told you it was a good idea and you're going to jump? Good luck with that. But before you do, put some money up for your children uh, or your parents so they don't have to pay for the cost of your funeral. Or worse, put some money up to cover your 24-hour medical care that's likely to be required in the future. Don't believe me, but go for it. See how it works out for you. So the reality is what I'd say, you have to be brutal to people. Honor, truth is what moves people. And I speak to some people on, on my videos, etc. but I do it for a deliberate reason because I need to interrupt their pattern, their trance, their social conditioning, sh shake them to go. And then because they've got to come out of their slumber, they're like, wake up. And the brutal truth is what brings people out of their slumber. Or go ahead and participate and take it, participate in a global medical experiment that's rushed to market, unproven, untested, ineffective, unnecessary, deadly, and dangerous with zero compensation and don't even get paid for it. God, if you want to participate in it, at least ask for a couple of million dollars up front, even then it'd be still a stupid idea. There is no level of intelligence. There is not a single person that can be both intelligent and know about the facts of the way the world works that would not have some safety concerns about you participating in global medicine. That's the truth. So good luck if you don't listen. Uh, it's your life, your choice, but don't expect other people to take drugs just because you want to. Oh, 
And on that note, I have to say that this live, it, the truth of this live might piss you off first, but it might actually set you free. So in this case, that is a truth. And I'm certain of that because when people hear this, it does, it rattles them to their core because it's uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. When you start to look at everything, it's like, oh yeah, it's happening. And you know what? It doesn't matter if you don't do anything, it's still gonna happen. So you might as well do something. Might as well stand up, might as well have a voice in what, what you see is happening. Look around. I mean, it's impossible to deny that what we're seeing is unnatural. It's impossible to deny that. And whatever is not in alignment with the natural laws of nature will crumble. So if we can also throw that piece in there as well, um, to get people more connected to remembering their gut, remembering their instinct, their intuition, remembering when they look around, when something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. That's another piece of the story, you know? So Jamie, I have to say, thank you so, so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your fight for humanity. Thank you for all the work that you're doing for the world. Thank you for speaking out, really being, and, and you know, another thing I'm gonna say, that's the other piece too. People think that, you know, like this is something like to talk about this, like there's nothing except the possibility of saving humanity there's nothing but the possibility of saving humanity because everything else that we talk about can completely destroy your life in a lot of ways, right? It's like you're going against a narrative that can take you out like immediately. So to be brave enough to have these conversations, you know, you don't, you, the, you gain saving one person who listens, who says, oh shit, I better, I better think about these things. I better consider that this is actually really happening. Um, and that's something, that's something, that's a big risk, you know? So yeah, life is a risky business. None of us will get out of alive. It is. So I think it's all a matter of reframing. Yes, there's a risk. It's how do we live from, from today to that day when that day comes, this day forth to then. And, and Jamie, uh, we, this it, is the work that we came here to do. Let us, not, let us not underestimate that this was not exactly what we came in for. What else would we have come in for that was has in our lifetime, in our lifetime, that's bigger than this moment? I can't think of anything. We've, our whole life has been trained. We've been destined to be a part of this and play our part. The question is, will you as an individual play your part? Will you explain to your children and grandchildren one day uh, why you didn't speak up when humanity needed you? Uh, that's what it's going to come down. We'll all be judged by history, every single one of us, when this game is over and we have to look back on the role that we played. You know, life of regret is a big uh, price to pay. Uh, yes, it will be very scary at times. We're going to have to go through a lot of emotional roller coaster, um, but we can get through this. You know, it's what ha has probably had to happen for the world to to move in the direction it can possibly move in if we can overcome this. It will be worth it, um, and uh, it'll bring humanity together and realize you know an amazing thing called life that we have and how much happy we can be with so so much less. And uh, we can just be better people. And, and I think that's going to be an amazing celebration when we win this. And to everybody who's listening, and if you have the opportunity to have a conversation with someone in your circle or a stranger on the street and something feels it's time for you to express a piece of this story to them, be brave, do it. Uh, there's no other time than now and you have nothing to lose, truly. Uh, you never know who you might influence to think outside of the box that they were conditioned to believe is the place to be when maybe they need to think a different way. So no judgment on anyone, nothing but love to all of our listeners and to everyone and in all of the choices that each and every person and every soul makes on this planet. We are together in this and together we rise. I truly believe that the only thing that we can control is our own frequency. 
And as we do that, we help others to remember that they have a choice too. So Jamie, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you. Thank you for your work. Amazing, incredible, powerful, inspiring, brave, courageous, and free. Thank you so, so much. Let's catch up again. Let's do this again another time and see where we go. Um, last prediction, last prediction for Bitcoin or anything at all you have to say? Uh, it's the future, whether we like it or not, whether you, whether you support it or believe it or not. Bitcoin itself will probably go to 500,000 and have its ups and downs and, and Bitcoin 2.0, who knows? But, you know, there's, there's a, lot, a lot of upside. The world's changing. We need to create a lot of wealth to change it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm sending you so much love. Thank you so much. Thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to Cindy, super producer Cindy. Um, thank you for maintaining the conversation in the live. Thank you to everyone who showed up and had an incredible conversation. Thank you for being part of this. To all the listeners out there in the world, on the frequencies, in the airways, join us again. And most importantly, absolutely check out anrnews.com. And uh, I know there's also a subscription box where they can sign up to get your newsletter and to see all of the different um, alternate news that you're putting out, which is probably really beneficial for all of humanity. So sign up if you're listening here or on the air waves. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you again. Look forward to it. Thank you very much. It's been great Absolutely. chatting. Oh, so good. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for all of your energy. Thank you so much for sitting and listening and keeping a, an open heart and an open mind, really, truly, uh, being brave to be able to sit within a conversation that is incredibly uncomfortable. Um, but if we don't have these conversations and we don't open this dialogue, it's going to be a little too late, friends. So let's Get up, stand up, stand up for your rights. I love you all so, so much. Thank you so much to our guest, Jamie McIntyre. Incredible, super intense, super powerful. We can do this, humanity. My dear humans that I love so much, please don't give up. Keep fighting. This is our chance, right? So connect with your people, start to organize, position yourself, figure out what is it and what is it that you came here to do. Remember your soul's journey. Remember that the divine is guiding you, that you will never be misled when you listen to your gut, when you remember who you are, what you came here to do. Woo! Wow, we can do this. So to all those who tuned in tonight, thank you so much. This is the fight for humanity. Suki says he loves you. I love you. Don't forget the only thing that you can control is your own frequency. And that love is the message. I'll see you soon. I love you all so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sign up for OTW2. OTW2, free speech. Free speech network, uncensored. Create your own profile and join us there. I love you all from my casa to your casa. I'll see you soon. Mwah. Bye. Good night. individual. Cindy Ashley Ash 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 On the wake up.